So literally as I hit record, the wind started howling outside. So hopefully you can't hear that. I can't hear anything, but if it's howling now, it's good because then we can take it as a background noise and poof it out. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is the start of the episode. How exciting. How exciting. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. What's what's happening? Nothing good. <laughs> I was waiting for that to like be negative. I feel like everyone's feeling like that at the moment. I don't think I've spoken to a single person over the past week who's having a good time. Yeah. Shit's weird right now. And I don't really know how to explain it. Even for me. Like, and I'm usually pretty okay with, with like lockdown and stuff, but I don't know. Shit's weird. I mean, I know... That you saw that I was wandering around yesterday. I was literally just wandering aimlessly. Well, I mean, that could be your um, allotted exercise time. That's, so that's considering this. Although on my random journey to first find a coffee, which I also didn't pay for, by the way, I got to go back and pay them because I was not really paying attention to anything else besides my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. I stumbled past a vending machine that sold coffee beans. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen one of those before. Neither had I. And like, I don't even know why I looked. I just sort of like stopped and turned to my right and there it was. It was, it was like it was calling to you. Yeah. Um, it was like, CJ, so, there's coffee here. I did go and get some because I was out of beans. So. <laughs> How are they? Not bad. I made a coffee with them today. I was a little bit worried because they're pre-grounded in a vending machine. So I'm like, oh, God. But they're roasted on the 9th. So they're not that old. Today being the no, 15th. No, not at all. So. And then I okay. Got well, gelato. there you go. Who knew that was a thing? Because it was a gelato place next door. Okay. Although it was a bit yeah, I haven't really been out eating it in the cold and wind. But. Yeah, like I honestly haven't really been out. I've not been to the shops. I am. Um, oh, actually, I did have lunch with someone on Friday. Don't know if I broke the rules doing that, but whatever. Weren't you at work on Friday? Yeah, I was. So it was like someone from work. Because ah, yeah. obviously I finished up at my job on Friday, so I probably won't see them very often anymore. Mm. So we decided to go and, and get some lunch, and uh, we sat outside. With our food. I, I don't know if that's breaking the rules or not, but... Mm, hard to say. Like, on my walk, I realised that it's quite possible in my area to go out and do a bar crawl in lockdown, because so many of the bars are doing takeaway cocktails and other things. So what's normally, like, a busy night street anyway still is, but people are taking advantage of, like, drinking on little parkways and stuff instead, because it's legal in this area. Well, I did see an article today, actually, that in Richmond, um, there was a bit of a, a bar crawl mm. that, that went over, like, 5Ks or something, and... People were out doing it because technically it wasn't breaking any rules. Yeah. Probably still not a great idea. I I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people All the people together, I saw were keeping their, like, spaces between their own groups and stuff. But, like, a lot of the places had, like, little tables at the front that you could sit on. And I'm like, mm. I don't know if that's I don't allowed. think you're allowed to do that. But yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like any uh, situation where there's a lot of people in one space is probably not a great idea mm. at the moment. Um, But, you know, I guess it's all within the rules, so... It is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, I get it. Like, I get why people want to go out and do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, anything will do at this point. But also, yeah, probably not the greatest idea. And it is dope. It would prove to be a terrible idea that help led to Melbourne's lockdown being extended two weeks, along with an engagement party of 69 people. Now, that's not nice. Yeah. Because, I mean, numbers, I, I'm, I'm purely talking about um, New South Wales and Victoria at the moment, but the numbers aren't great. Yeah, like I expect we'll get extended another week of lockdown, which honestly I'm kind of yeah, I think. hoping for because I'm getting my vaccination on Wednesday. And if I have a bad reaction to it, I don't want to then lose more work because I can't. Right. Because I'm recovering from the vaccine. So, eh. 
I won't be too upset if it gets extended. I, I don't really know how to feel about it. Um, just because, uh, I guess, as I just mentioned, I finished up at my job on Friday, started a new one on Monday, mm. uh, and I got told on Friday that my hours are being cut in half because of lockdown. So that's a situation I haven't had to deal with before, which makes me lucky, honestly. Mm. So I don't know whether it's a, a good good thing if lockdown is extended for me or if it'll be much the same. I, I don't really know. I guess I'll find out after this week. But mm. I fully expect that this is probably going to go on for the rest of winter. I don't see that we're getting out anytime soon. Well, that's only the rest of this month for us. That's true. Um, I just feel like, yeah, as soon as like the weather starts warming up and people don't get as sick as easily and all that kind of stuff, it'll probably go back to the way it was last summer. I don't know, like in the meantime, especially with how out of control Sydney is and how it keeps somehow seeping into the other states. I just, I don't, I don't see it ending until that that's like under control. Yeah, and Who knows when that would I, be. I don't think Sydney's getting out anytime soon. No, absolutely not. They're Sorry. they're well and truly out of control. I think um, the problem there I is not only the state know. government fucking it up, but also a lot of the people who live there just seem to not care. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know what's happening there, but I do feel like it's definitely if people aren't caring, I think it's because it seems like the government doesn't seem to care. Mm. So I kind of get it. You know, they've only just this weekend gone into a statewide lockdown. Which was announced via Twitter. Which was announced via Twitter, not a press conference. And <laughs> it took seven weeks of hundreds of cases every day to get there. And how many people died? Which 30? It's wild to me that, that it took that long to, to get there. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I just I just don't see us getting out of lockdown until that's under control. Because it just it keeps happening. I think if you live in Sydney, you should be prepared to spend your lockdown. Uh, Christmas in lockdown. Yeah, unfortunately. just doesn't seem to be getting any better, Yeah, which is a bummer. I feel like we've really started this episode off on like, oh my That's God. That's fine. The rest not. of my stories are fun and lighthearted, mostly. Mine aren't. <laughs> Ooh, well, let's end on me then. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, first headlines. Headlines. World news, no context that we're calling it. Is that what we're calling it? I think that's what Maybe we're calling it. No context, world news. I feel like that rolls better. Okay. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. I'm still not super um, happy with the name. Well, until we get a better one, that's what we're sticking with. Um, do you have any? I have one. Again, I swear I saw some all throughout the week. I just kept forgetting to save them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just kick it off with mysterious tree animal. Turns out to be croissant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was uh, taking a mouthful <laughs> of Coke then. Fucking hell. <laughs> sure. And there's like a picture of this croissant in a tree and it's just like, all right. Someone thought it was like a aged animal or something, or like a troubled animal. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Imagine being the person going to investigate that. Being like, is this person trolling me? (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, one of mine is uh, food related, Mm -hmm. so maybe I'll go with that one first. Guy with the world record for consuming over 30,000 Big Macs is still eating one every day. Jesus Christ. I don't like Big Macs, so I do not understand this. I like the sauce. The sauce is okay. Mm. Don't particularly like the burger. Too much lettuce. Too much bun. Billy Crystal got super stoned inside an MRI machine after eating too many weed gummies, then asked his doctor for Taco Bell. <laughs> I want I want his life. South Korean eco-friendly toilet turns poop into power and digital currency. Finally, I can shit for Bitcoin. <laughs> Shitcoin. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> There's actually a um a South Korean like animated movie I've watched sort of about that where like the entire world's run on, like, shit, like human waste. I mean, that'd be efficient, wouldn't um, it? It is, but, like, to get people to shit more, the government started handing out, like, these really addictive popsicles for when you shit oh, into God. the receptacle, and then, like, yeah, and then the movie's about, like, 
someone trying to hijack a shipment of these popsicles. And it's it's weird. It's a weird film. Uh, it certainly sounds it. Naked man watched women undress and tan at Planet Fitness. Gross. Why? It's don't literally it. free on the internet to see naked women. I know, right? Like, you don't even have to leave your house. Mm. Uh, Russians tried and failed to smear vaccines with weak Planet of the Apes memes. What? <laughs> what it sounds like to me is some Russian anti-vaxxers tried to make it sound like vaccines were a bad idea using Planet of the Apes memes. Okay. Which like, uh, okay, sure. White Florida man uses $700 mask to disguise himself as a black man, then robs five banks. <laughs> I think I have heard this story. Florida sounds like a wild place. Like, I've, I've never been there, but, like, it just, it, what is happening? I like to imagine it's all the same guy. <laughs> it's all just one guy? Just one guy. Florida Paul. man is just one yeah, dude? Yeah, Florida man. That's his name. He's like a shitty superhero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's busy. I'll say that. Mm. Um, this is my last one. Uh, it was a pretty quiet week for, I mean, it's so hard to find non-COVID related content. I'm going to be honest. That's all right. We'll be talking a lot about soon because uh, as we speak, I believe the Taliban is taking over Kabul. So, you know, there's something else to talk about instead soon. Oh, great. Mm. Sounds like a, a great time to be alive. Okay. Last one. This one's a bit, a bit wholesome, to be honest. Mm. I just, I don't know. The, the mental picture was funny to me. Japanese parents send relatives rice to hug in lieu of newborns. So I did look it into this because I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So they mean? can't visit the and babies. Basically, yeah, so they can't visit the babies. So each bag of rice, like you can order specifically for this purpose and it matches the birth weight <laughs> so that they can hug the rice. And then they can eat the like baby. Like it was a baby. And then, and then they can eat it. So like no waste. Mm. I just thought that that was um, kind of funny. Also hilarious to <laughs> like tell your grandchildren later on in life that when you were born, they uh, ate a bowl of rice the size of you. Yeah. In celebration. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just find it funny the things that people will come up with to try and replace, um, you know, the things that we're missing. I guess. Mm. Yeah, that was all my, that was all my headlines. Bit quiet this week. I tried to, I'm trying to not, um, you know, I feel like we talk about, uh, yeah, COVID so much that I'm just trying to find stuff that's not COVID related. Yeah. To, uh, to talk well, about. Next week we'll get to so, talk about how I felt getting vaccinated. So that'll be interesting. Cool. Weirdly, I'm not I'm expecting much to that. happen, but we'll see. I had one friend who said he got knocked out for four days. So I'm like, all right. Well, AstraZeneca, the first one's the worst one, isn't it? Uh, supposedly. I don't know. Whereas for Pfizer, it's the other way. Mm. Anyway, let's take a break from COVID and talk about murder instead. Um, so I'm just, this is not my stories, but this is just a follow-up to the story I did last week about the guy who killed his son and his son's girlfriend. Yes. So I don't have an update on um, the decision for the appeal or anything, but I do have more details. Okay. So I thought this was worth sharing um, just before we started, just I don't know. I'm very curious about this case. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably not the only one, so I thought I'd share what I learned. The original article I used last week, for some reason, didn't mention at all that he did get life in prison. Yeah, I knew he had life in prison. See, I didn't know that. It was um, life in prison without um, parole for 40 years. So, yeah, it, it was um, it was not clear in the article at all that he actually did get life. We don't give out life in Australia often, mm. so it's a very big deal. Uh, but, yeah, the non-parole period was 34 years. And apparently that's one of the longest non-parole periods in like South Australia's history. Yeah. And to be honest, good. Yeah. So I do have some more details about what actually happened when they were murdered. So if you don't want to hear this, you might want to skip forward a bit because it's not it's not good. I'm not going to say anything graphic, but it's it's not good. So we did like speculate last week that there would have been a lot of steps that this guy would have had to have gone through before shooting them. Yes. We were right. He was upstairs when the arguing started. He had to then go downstairs, go get the keys to his gun safe, unlock it, get ammunition, load the gun, and then go back upstairs to shoot them. 
Yeah, that's fucked up. So there are many, many steps in that where he had to deliberately think about what he was doing before he shot them. So I feel like everything that we said about that last week was totally just. Um, I There are so many moments there where he could have stopped and said, actually, maybe no. Yeah. Maybe I won't do this. The other part that I didn't know was that he had shot at his son the first time and missed. So again, another moment where he could have gone, you know what? Maybe I won't do this. Mm. So he shot the second time, which is the one that killed his son. Um, and then he took the time to reload what? before going and finding his son's girlfriend, huh. of which he missed the first time with her as well. So I think we mentioned that last week. He shot through the door, but didn't hit her. Must be like a two-shot shotgun or something then. That's what I, I thought it must have. It had to have been a shotgun. Um, yeah, because like, why would you reload after two bullets if it was a pistol or that something? That makes it worse, though. Yeah. So much worse. Um, so yeah, he shot through the door, missed her, and then went in and shot her. So again, I feel like so many moments there where you could have absolutely stopped what you were doing. Like, I don't feel like this was an alcohol-fueled rage, mm. if that makes sense. There's too many deliberate steps that you had to take to get there. Do I think he was drunk? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, no excuse for any of this at all. So uh, some more details have also come out in regards to the appeal since the hearing has now started. Um, and they're trying to claim that the man would have felt the effects of alcohol more intensely because he's had his stomach stapled. Well, then maybe he shouldn't be drinking as much. And yeah, so they're basically saying that they feel like the amount of like how much the alcohol would have affected him directly affected whether he shot them or not. And I hard disagree. Hard disagree. <sighs> I do not think you can you can blame someone's stomach being stapled for shooting two people. Yeah. Two unarmed people who were not attacking you. No. I don't know. I, this is the other thing, though. I don't think they can come up with any excuse to me that would justify reducing his sentence. Yeah. Like you shot two people in cold blood. That, that's it. It's life to me. Uh, so last point that I just thought was worth mentioning was um, Justice Anne Bampton, who was the one who gave the original sentence, has defended her decision in the appeal. Good. And she said, to reduce the non-parole period in the circumstances of your offending close to the maximum of 40% would, in my view, result in a sentence that is so disproportionate to the seriousness of your offending such that it would be bleh, such that it would affect public confidence in the administration of justice. So what she's talking about there is that they were meant to give him a 40% reduction in the non-parole period, mm -hmm. but she ultimately only decided to give him 15. So apparently his plea deal was that he would get a 40% reduction to the non-parole period. But right. she then turned around and said, no, actually, this is fucked, and gave it, only gave it 15% reduction, which is, I think, why the appeal has any legs to stand on in the first place. Yeah. Which is fucked. I mean, even 34 years, he can still get out of jail. Like, he'll still be alive. Granted, he'll be like in his eighties or some shit, but you know he'll good. be he'll be older, but he'll still get to experience freedom, which I personally think is no, mm. it's no. I don't think that he deserves it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like how fucking what's his name Malat will get out of prison when he's like sixty or something. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> one though, I kind of do understand to an extent because of the age that they they were when the crime was committed because they were mm. so young. That is a little bit different. Like that's. Essentially still a child, like what, they were like 18 or whatever at the time? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, so I reckon he's going to go straight out and kill someone else. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me with him, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but I do get why that decision is made. This one, however, is already he's already a grown man. He has children who he then murdered. Yeah, he's already had 40 years outside no of prison. So. Exactly. I don't feel like there's any reason... 
that he should ever be released. And this is the thing, you know, they can give him a non-parole period, but that doesn't mean that they can grant it. They, they will grant him parole either. Yeah. I just don't think that she should even be given the hope or the option. Yeah. It's just fucked. Sorry. I had like the justice system is so unjust that it blows my mind sometimes. Mm. Anyway, you wanted me to start, though, didn't you? Because you want to finish. Yeah, which is a lot of you talking sorry, at the start of this episode. but Yeah, I'm sorry if you're sick of hearing my voice. Because uh, <laughs> the worst part is that my first story is also about murder. <laughs> I didn't think this through. I guess I didn't, I didn't automatically think that I would be going first. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so this is actually like a pretty local story, and I did not hear it at the time. So this happened in May 2020, and it happened in Docklands. Okay. In Melbourne, if you're not from Melbourne. Um. It's like in the city? Yeah, it's like where the, the big outskirts of the is. city. Yeah, it's like where Marvel is, right? Yeah. This guy Ryan, who I'm going to say his name is spelled with an I, and it, it's hurting me to so look at So it looks at. like misspelled Rain. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's Ryan. So Ryan was at a party. It was May 2020, so I'm assuming that that was that weird little lull that we had where everything was okay and we were totally back to normal for a bit. Yeah, that's between the first lockdown and the the big lockdown. So he was at a party at a friend's place in um, a Docklands apartment, which there are like a billion of those in Docklands. And basically what ended up happening is Ryan and his mate Liam got got into a little bit of an argument. Okay. And it was about the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. And it was all about his opinion on a gig that they'd been to and that he didn't think it was that good. (laughs) And they got in an argument. I'm assuming that there was alcohol involved here. Yeah, I fucking hope so. Um, because otherwise I have no idea like how or why this argument started. Apparently these two are like best mates as well. Like I, I don't understand. Hmm. Liam asked Ryan to leave and Ryan refused. I get it in a way. Cause I'm like this argument that they've cited as the start of this is stupid. And why would you leave over that? But basically because he wouldn't leave, it turned physical and Liam did punch Ryan a couple of times. Um, okay. What ends up happening though, is a very gross, over correction. I do think um, from reading Ryan's statements that he did not mean to do what he did, but what he did was he defended himself, picked up a knife off the kitchen bench and stabbed Liam in the heart. Oh my God. So I don't think that that's what he thought was going to happen when he did it. I think he was actually intending to just wound him. Yeah. But what ended up happening is he ended up piercing his heart and lung and uh, Liam ended up dying in the kitchen before help got there. It takes a lot of force to push a knife through. This is why I'm saying there has to be alcohol involved in this. I don't think he realized what he's doing. And I, it's not often that I would side. I'm not siding with him. Obviously, he did absolutely the wrong thing. That's like such an understatement. But you, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that it was his intention. He didn't mean to kill him. Like, it's manslaughter. I feel like this is the actual definition of manslaughter. Mm. Where in a panic, in a moment of panic, he thought that he was going to get hurt. So he decided to retaliate. And that's what he did. And apparently, like, immediately after, uh, Ryan just started, like, crying. And, like, apparently there was, like, at one point he was, like, kneeling next to um, Liam's body asking him to wake up. Because there would have been a lot of, a lot of witnesses? Yeah, there was. Because it was a party. Like, there was a lot of people there. It doesn't sound to me like the actions of someone who was trying to kill him is all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be sympathetic, but also I just don't think he meant to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So like one of the, the quotes or one of the things that people say that they heard him say afterwards was, please don't die. This can't be true. So I just, you know, I don't think he meant it. Um, in saying that, though, he fled the scene. Well. So, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that does um, make you look a little bit 
He and he also did it in a rather, um, uh, definitely in a guilty fashion. I mean, like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to somehow get away with it, and they won't find you. No, you of did course it in not. Front of I mean, all those people, and he told people at the party before he fled. So what he told people um, that he'd done it. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone saw you do it. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there was any. Um, you know, getting away with this or that, you know, people wouldn't find out or anything like that. He did it in front of people. He then told people on his way out. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he was in his right mind. Mm. Well, I mean, it's hard. Like, I've never accidentally killed someone, so I don't know what your thought process is like <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> Me either. So he went out onto the balcony, scaled two stories down somehow, broke into another apartment, and then somehow made it into a fire escape and got out of the building. And what was stopping him using the front door in the elevator? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, police caught him as he was leaving the building, so I, it was. Um, I, don't, I don't know why he did it in such a dramatic fashion, but you know, I guess. I guess he thought if he went out the front door, the police would definitely get him. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, that, that's probably what it was. There's a part of me that like feels sorry for him in a way. I think it's because I've read all like the quotes from him, but also, obviously, there's no excuse for killing someone, even by accident. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, apparently um, immediately when the officers got to the scene, he said, my life is fucked. I'm going to jail. Can I please just have a cigarette? This isn't happening. Uh, definitely the words of a person who was panicking, mm. I would say. He has pled guilty to manslaughter, um, saying that it was an act of excessive self-defense. In the court case, they did hear that, you know, he, he does have remorse for it, that he... um yeah. He has like nightmares about like hearing um, Liam screaming and like blood on the walls and like all this other stuff. It's a lot. Unsurprisingly, however, Liam's father is not happy about his son the being sort of charge. No. Yeah. Well, well, obviously that he said that he could never forgive um, Ryan for what he's done, and I don't, I don't blame him at all. Doesn't matter if it was an accident. He's never getting his son back. Of course, you'd mm. be pissed. And I think it's actually even worse that they were best mates. Yeah. Because obviously then it's like the dad's probably knowing. Exactly. Knows him. They've spent a lot of time together. And then for everything to end in a moment of panic, I would think, Mm. is like, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine being Liam's father in that situation. So what do we think the sentence is going to be for this? Um, I reckon he's going to get 12 years. 12 years? Yeah. You are being generous. Am I? You are. Hmm. Because he got five years. Oh, I thought you'd better tell me it was more. No. He was sentenced to seven years with a non-parole period of five. So still a lot less than what you said. Yeah. Do I agree with that? No. I know that, like, I kind of went light on him in the first part of this, uh, this story. So even seven years, I don't feel like is enough time. How long would you give? I don't know. Twelve? <laughs> well, what's, what's a life sentence? Life is considered, like, th- is it still 30 years? I thought it was 25. 25 to 30. So, you know what? I'd say like half of that. Say 15. Mm. I am sympathetic because he did seem so regretful and remorseful for what he did. Because I think that's, I think, I think what happens is in stories like this that we tell, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. Which is weird. Because I feel like the rem- like remorse for killing another human would be normal. Like I would feel like you would have a guilty conscience. But like most of the time when I tell these stories, there's none of that. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I did it. Woo, murder. Yeah, exactly. Or like trying to get out of it like that first guy or, you know, stuff like that. So I do, I did feel a little bit sympathetic because he actually genuinely seemed like he didn't want to do it and felt guilty, which so you should. Mm. 
But I still do feel like that is too weak of a sentence. Like, it doesn't matter that it was an accident. He still killed another human being. Like, their life is now over because of him. And I definitely feel like seven years is too short a time for that as a punishment. Mm. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, if it was genuinely an accident, is it right to throw away someone else's huge portion Mm. of their life, you know? like. I didn't actually say how old this guy was. How old do you think he was? I'm assuming he's like 22, 25. Yeah, he's 23. Yeah. He's very young. You know, so, now I he mean, gets to get out at 30 at the latest, and he's still got a hell of a lot of time ahead of him. Lord knows I did basically nothing with the later half of my 20s. So. <laughs> really I mean, I'm not sure much. I've done anything with my life yet. So, um, <laughs> so you know, look, I think, I think that that probably has been taken into account with his sentence, mm. but I do feel like that's short. For killing someone, whether you meant it or not. Yeah. And even like 15 years, you still like would have a significant portion of your life still left. And either way, he's going to have to, uh, you know, explain why he was in prison for so long. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit harsh. Maybe I'm not harsh enough. I don't know. (laughs) Well, my first story this week is going to be like what I started with last week. And I've just taken something from the New South Wales Police Force Facebook page because it's easy content. Oh, oh, Okay. (laughs) As we mentioned, Sydney, you know, not have enough problems with members of its population making tits of themselves during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. One man has allegedly assaulted a female healthcare worker at a COVID testing site in Sydney's northwest. Northwest. Yep, on Monday the 9th. That's where I'm from. I know. <laughs> uh, the woman was attacked while minding her own business by a 50-year-old who filmed her and then began verbally abusing her about <sighs> vaccines. Keep in mind, this is a testing site, not a vaccine oh center. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, no one knows where he came from. He is then alleged to have removed the worker's mask and punched her in the head. Uh, at this point, thankfully, people in their cars waiting to get tested because it's like a drive through testing site did get out of their vehicles and assist her, even though you're not meant to because you might be spreading COVID. So I can imagine there'd be a weird situation to win where you're like, uh-oh. Like, I, what do you do? Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. This dickhead then fled on foot before following uh, inquiries from Cumberland Police. They arrested the man at his home in Talopia, which is very close to where we used to live in West Ride. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I was charged with common assault. Two counts of possessing prohibited drugs and a breach of public health orders. So were they high when they did this? I don't know. It just sounds like some fucking 50-year-old whack job. Like, why? I don't get it. He's, okay, he's clearly like anti-vax and conspiracy whatever. Yeah, but like, why does that mean you assault someone? And why are you go? yeah, why are you assaulting some random woman just doing her job at a testing center? They're not even giving the vaccine. Yeah. Like, just I, checking none of that makes any sense. I, That's why it would make more sense if he was high. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't in a car, so, like, he's just walked in. How did he get in there? Yeah, it kind of sounds to me like someone's high, got a bit mad. When you go to these testing sites, you got to, like, go through, like, the ones I've been to, at least, you know, you've got to, like, you get ushered in and, like, there's, like, security sort of checking you in and making sure you're going the right way and stuff. How did he just walk in? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been to one of those, so I have no idea, but what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. The only only sense I can see is that that they were high. Mm. Shortly. Yeah, that's all. This is a real quick one to start with. Jesus. So I hope you're okay. not wanting a break from talking because it's back to you. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's an old one. You might remember it because it did the rounds, but it's like way back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young woman. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's funny, but I think it's funny at the same time. Um, so Sydney police um, posted uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, a woman had escaped 
uh, from the police station. She was in there for questioning about something. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the photo. It's funny. Um, I can't show you the photo if you're listening, but I'm sure you remember this. <laughs> I thought you were telling me, and I'm like, anyway. what? <laughs> okay. So Sydney police posted on Facebook an image of a young woman alerting the public that she had escaped from a Sydney police station, and they were obviously looking for her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to feel about this. We can discuss. But what happened was the young woman in question commented on the Facebook post. <laughs> okay. The comment she made was a personal request where she asked them to change the mugshot. <laughs> I think I do remember this actually, yes. So she thought that she didn't look very good in it. It's a so mugshot. She, uh, <laughs> I mean, I will say the photo is pretty funny because she does not look happy in the mugshot. Mm. Like, oh, oh, here, I'll show you. That's the mugshot and the one that she asked to be replaced with. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's sure why I was laughing when I it. first tried to say that because I'm like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, one's a standard driver's license slash mugshot photo and the next one's like something you'd put on your Facebook profile picture or your Tinder or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the comment just said, can you use this photo, please, and thank you. <laughs> she should have said, um, if you use this photo, I'll come back. I think the funniest thing is like, there's a, there's a screenshot here. So it says, can you use this photo, please, and thank you. And then it has like the angel emoji. Did the police reply to her comment? <laughs> Um, so the comment got liked nearly 60,000 times. <laughs> was this before we um, had like all the things on Facebook? So it was only likes? No, like funny yeah, faces and things? I don't yeah. know. Um, she was later arrested that day. So <laughs> she didn't, um, she didn't get far. Did they at least update her photo? I don't think they did. I can't imagine why. Yeah, why honestly. would they? But- um, <laughs> So uh, it actually does note in this article, which I do also find very funny for some reason, um, that despite her request to replace the mugshot, all of the media kept using it. (laughs) (laughs) What was she even arrested on? Uh, They won't won't say. Um, So basically it was just that she was charged with escaping lawful custody as well as an outstanding warrant, but it doesn't say what the warrant was. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I think that's so funny. (laughs) She clearly knew she was going to get caught, so she's like, how can I go out with the bang? I mean, why bother even escaping then, though? I mean, I don't know. And the worst thing is, like, okay, so she was in um, uh, Surrey Hills. Mm-hmm. But she got caught in Wentworth Park. I don't really know where that is. So she, oh, well, it's uh, kind of near Parramatta. Oh, okay, that's a fair way away. Um, so not close, not nearby. So she's obviously not from Surrey Hills. So why was she there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's why does anyone go there? <laughs> I do like that the comic got liked so many times, though. <laughs> I feel, like it's a, I feel like that's a very Australian reaction to something like that. Where I feel like other countries would be like, oh my God, why haven't the police called her? And we're all just like laughing. Yeah, they go, well, are a bunch of convicts, aren't you? So. Um, excuse you. <laughs> I I am not from convicts. Uh-huh, Thank you very much. Uh-huh. No, you're Australian, automatically convict. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how it works. It's part of the citizenship test is you have to do a crime. Oh my God. That's why I haven't done it yet. I have never committed a crime. I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't need to. You were born into it. <laughs> Born into criminality. I mean, also a lie. I think everyone's committed a crime, haven't they? Surely. You ever rolled through a stop sign? <laughs> Never. It's a crime. No. I won't it go is. back to prison. The sign the sign says stop. My butthole can't take that abuse. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why you went straight to jail and buttholes, but okay. What else happens in jail? What else are they gonna do to pass I mean, the time? I, I was gonna say not every crime you end up in jail for. <laughs> every crime you go to jail for. No no no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Usually it's just a fine. If you swallow chewing gum? Straight to prison. That ain't a crime. But I don't think it's good for you. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't sit there for seven years like people think it does. How long then? 
Uh, how long does your food normally take to pass through you? Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't believe me, you can easily uh, prove this to yourself by swallowing some chewing gum and then just inspecting your own crap for the next... Okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the um, <laughs> suggestion, but I'm, I'm going to hard pass. Uh, I mean, that was more of a comment for the listeners, but... <laughs> also, please everyone else hard pass on that. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> this is my PSA to you. This is, the, this is the episode that goes huge and like it becomes like a fad. Oh no! Oh, what would they call it? Like, with the challenge? What would the challenge name be? Bubblegum butt challenge. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's alliteration. Oh my god! Okay. So anyway, on the night of June twenty-first, just before eight p.m., six-year-eight-year-old Dixon and his eight-year-old daughter Jessica were standing in their lounge room of their Matamata home. Now, Matamata is a town in New Zealand, most famous for being the filming location of Hobbiton. Putting that out there for anyone who'd like to go. Okay. <laughs> then they were deciding if they wanted to make Milo. Now, tragically, that Milo would never be made. Oh, no. Is at that moment, for the 12th time, a car crashed into the front of the property. What? Hang on, wait, repeat that? At that moment, for the 12th time, a car crashed into the front of the property. I just wanted to make sure that I heard that number right. <laughs> Debris and well. shrapnel came flying through the front window as the car smashed through the front fence and brick pillars, coming to a stop in his neighbor's tree. Glass was everywhere. However, luckily, Dixon had replaced the glass in that window with a laminated safety glass only weeks earlier. So, quote, that saved my daughter's life. Jessica would not go back into the house for a week, though. She was so frightened. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I, as I did say, and you asked me to clarify, yes, 12th. This is the 12th time it's happened to him. 12th. In the six years he's lived there. It's two car crashes How? a year. What the fuck? Uh, his daughter no longer plays in the front yard. And he braces himself whenever he hears a car passing outside. Which, yeah, I'd probably have fucking PTSD from it as well. I, is it is it like a dangerous corner or something? Pretty much, yes. The So the street he's on is kind of like windy and people just seem to speed along it and overtake the corner and fly into his yard. What the fuck? I mean, like, I understand like accidents happening in the same spot, but for like people, like cars to go into a house? They haven't hit his house Seems yet, extreme. but they always go into his yard. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the same one every time. Yeah. Apparently the house has a history of it, so it's not even like a new thing that started when he moved in. It's just always been I wonder been if happening. that was disclosed. I bet it was I wasn't. don't think it was. He just didn't seem to know about it. Uh, another crash back in November occurred when two cars, it sounds like they were boy racers, uh, were racing oh each other along the curving Tawari Street, so you can look up the street if you want to. And had it not been for a rhododendron tree in his front lawn at the time, one of those race cars would have ended up in his living room. Uh, the tree was uprooted by the impact... And Dixon does note, however, to the credit of the driver that crashed, they came back the next day with a chainsaw to help him clear the tree out of his yard. And they even gave him the chainsaw as, like, an apology present. <laughs> oh. I mean, it'd be nice to not have to do that at all, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he'd much rather have his tree back and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the lawn is pretty much now, you know, it used to be like the idyllic picket fence, nice garden shit out the front. Now it's just a bare patch of grass with a bunch of bricks and rubble in it. Fuck. Uh, he has asked the council to do something about the road. He specifically wants them to put in, like, one of those barriers you see along the edge of, like, a street. Yeah. Makes... I'm surprised they haven't done anything right. prior to this, considering it's the 12th time. In six years. Yeah. Uh, the council, following a safety engineer's review, believes that a few judder bars will be enough. Uh, a judder bar is what we call a speed bump in New Zealand, because it's a bar that makes Which your car judder. Still gets me whenever <laughs> I hear that. Don't love it. <laughs> Dixon feels, however, that the judder bars will do no good and only create problems for residents further along the road from him. Quote, nothing will happen until someone is killed, which 
is grim, and it's probably going to be him or his daughter, which is awful. Uh, so hopefully they do do something about it. But uh, due to limited funding, however, in the meantime, all they have done is just improve signage along the road, asking people to slow down, which I'm sure is totally going to stop it. Yeah, as if. I'm, I'm sorry, but no one's going to care about that. In the meantime, Dixon is installing an Australian cypress wood fence in an attempt to protect his home. I looked it up. I don't know why Australian cypress wood is good. It didn't seem to be any more remarkable than regular wood, but that's the wood he's going to use. And I think like one of the headlines I saw for the article was, uh, you can't all crash here. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I, I do find that funny, but also I don't find that funny at the same time, because that poor man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every time someone drives past, you're like... <gasps> oh, could you imagine? That'd be, like, so stressful. Mm. And, like, it's not like it's a major road either, so the actual percentage of the cars that probably drive past him and go into the yard is probably quite high. Fucking hell. I just... Yeah, I don't understand how they have a num. Surely the local tourist dollars from Hobbiton can fund this guy a fucking railing for his <laughs> house. Right? I don't know how people aren't like, you know, I feel like people will, will get up in arms about just about anything. How is no one no one angry about that? It's not my house. <sighs> people are the worst. I think he should just install some concrete blockades in his, in his lawn. Just make his own railing. Yeah, he should just put like, you know, like what they have out the front of um plazas and stuff here in Melbourne after that guy drove through all the fucking street? Mm. How they've got those big cement bl- blicks, <laughs> cement bricks. Um, mm. Yeah, he should just have some of those installed. But, I mean, I guess, you know, like, you could do that, right? But that's at a cost to you. It's not your fault. Well, I mean, the fence is going to be at a cost to him as well, but... Well, yeah. But, like, the council should just do something. I didn't mention it, but he says he thinks he's lost about $5,000 in repairs and, like, insurance and maintenance on the house because of the crash. It's like, fuck. And obviously, he's not very popular with insurance company either. Can you imagine what his premiums must be? But, I mean, okay, you think about, like, all the times that your car's gotten hit. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, it's a similar thing. Like, it's not your fault. You've not done anything wrong, but you're the one that has to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. My consequences is just leaving the car damaged because it's not worth... It hasn't yet received enough damage to to warrant the excess. (laughs) Oh, God. I I mean, has anyone hit in your car... Hit in your car? Hit your car recently? Not that I've noticed. Maybe it's just going to be those three times. You know, things come in in threes. Mm. Okay, my last story. How do you feel about birds? What? How do you feel about birds? I mean, some people really hate birds. I don't mind birds. What am I like a pet? I don't crow? mind birds either. Because, like, I don't know. I you did actually you did the same um, taste certificate as me in animal studies. Mm. We had a subject that was birds, basically. <laughs> I remember, like, they brought in budgies. So the whole thing was that you, you mentioned how to practice how to handle them, and uh, most of my class was girls. Mm. And um, the amount of girls that ended up under tables <laughs> because someone let go of a budgie and they were flying around the room was. Insane. Yeah, we didn't get that. I just got bitten by an emu you instead. Didn't get that? Oh. I mean, we're at the no, zoo, like, so they were just like, let's just go look at some fucking birds. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do it at the zoo. I just did it at TAFE. And so basically what would happen is um, uh, like a vet was working with the TAFE and they would bring in animals. Plus like subjects were like different animals or whatever. Mm. And yeah, birds won. They brought in budgies. And yeah, I couldn't believe the amount of pe- budgies. Tiny little budgies, right? The amount of girls that ended up just screaming and diving under tables when they accidentally let them go was... The Amazing. savage budgie. <laughs> a budgie, if people Budgies don't know, so it's, small it's, like a, it's a tiny little parrot that's native to Australia. So, I don't know how common they are. So, they're so little. They're small. Yeah. They're very little. They're not known to be aggressive at all. They're like sky blue, um, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they're usually like blue or green. Yeah. They're um they're very cute. Like, very common household pets yeah. in Australia. Um, 
So, I don't know. Some people just really hate birds. I hate birds. Anyway, this story is about a bird, if that wasn't clear. My mum hates the bird. Hates birds because of the movie The Birds. Okay, that's She fair. watched it as a kid and I think it scared her. <laughs> Uh, but this one is all about a budgie. From the photo, it looks like he's a ring-necked parrot. Mm-mm. Do you know what they look like? A parrot with a ring around its neck? Literally. She. Do, do you want a photo? I mean, I can just Google it, but yeah. Well, this is the parrot the we're going to talk about. Okay. Oh, yeah, one of these ones. So, uh, yeah. his name's Eric. Okay. What, and, what's uh, he done? He did, crime? He did quite a heroic thing. Oh. No, he didn't do crime. He did a he good did thing. He did anti-crime. He did anti-crime. <laughs> So, um, Eric uh, lives in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and uh, he saved his owner from being burnt to death. Huh. Um, so, the smoke detectors didn't go off when the house started to catch a light. Yep. And uh, but the budgie did. Eric became the uh, <laughs> the smoke detector. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this is what his owner, Anton, had to say. Um, I heard a bang and Eric, my parrot, he started to yell, so I woke up and then I smelled smoke. I grabbed, I grabbed Eric, opened the door and looked to the back of the house and saw flames. Cool. So by the time the firefighters got there, the house was, this is what they said, the firefighters, pretty much well engulfed. So if uh, Eric hadn't woken him up, I don't know what would have happened to poor Anton. Mm. So apparently <laughs> the parrot, he said the parrot was yelling. <laughs> Um, Does it talk? You, it was talking. Yeah, yeah. what did it say? <laughs> no, it just said, it just said his name. It just kept saying Anton over Anton. and over again. Anton! Anton's on fire! Anton! Anton's on fire! That was probably what was going through his little little brain. Anton! Oh, God. But yeah, so, I mean, the house is not fine, but everyone lived to tell the tale. And this wasn't that long ago. That's good. Um, this was back in November last year. I guess that's almost a year ago, actually. But yeah. Mm. I have a lifespan of 25 Eric. to 30 years. Eric saved the day. It's kind of, that's the one thing I like appeals to me, like having a pet bird is they live for so long. I'm like, that's kind of cool. You have like a pet for life. It is like having a toddler, though. Yeah. Yeah. They are destructive little fucks. It's like, I kind of want like a pet crow or a raven or something because they're smart i'm like mm, it's a toddler with wings yeah the, i was gonna say yeah the, the danger of them being so smart is that they are then a lot of maintenance because <laughs> like uh we actually had uh uh ring parrots when i was a kid mm. i don't know if i have i ever told you this that my grandfather were like bred birds i knew he bred ferrets you know he also had like um we like our backyard was a like quarter acre block and it was like really long mm. and pretty much the entire both sides of um that block were just Avery's. Huh. So I think this is why I'm not afraid of birds at all because I was so used to being around them as a kid. What about like um, cassowaries and emus and stuff though? They're not birds. <laughs> they are birds. They're nightmares. <laughs> birds. They're nightmares. How do you feel about kiwis? They're cute. They're related to cassowaries and emus and all that though. They're all uh Yeah, but they're not like fucking seven foot tall. They might have used to have been. Okay, but n- not in this time. <sighs> they're a radite. Well yeah, they're different. They can't look at me in the eye. Put them on a little I mean? stepladder they can. I mean, yeah, but you have to have a stepladder. <laughs> and only for four hours a day because they sleep with the other 20. <laughs> so, not afraid of kiwis. <laughs> Emus, on the other hand, fucking terrifying. Any other bird, though, that's not that big, I'm okay with. Mm. Like, we, um, I don't even know if this is legal. Whatever. It's too late now. My grandfather's dead. <laughs> we used to, like, rescue glass and cockatoos that would, like, turn up injured near our place and we'd just keep them. No. Oh, yeah. So I'm, even though they're bigger birds, I'm not afraid of them either. <laughs> Probably should be because they really could take an eye out if they wanted to. But first school I ever went to had a cockatoo in it, like a cage. Well, yeah, like we would just sort of like keep them in like an aviary 
while they were recovering. And then most of the time we just didn't let them go back out. Mm. So I don't know if we should have been doing that. Bird but thief. I mean, a little. I but also they were you. living fat, happy lives. So For the record, whatever. everyone listening, I told you she was a criminal. Oh, my Typical God. Typical Australian. I, I was a Doing child. Okay. I, <laughs> I was a child. Okay. I had nothing to do with it. Crying child. I just enjoyed having birds. Actually, I think my favorite, my favorite birds when I was a kid was the quails. Oh, yeah. Because um, my grandfather didn't believe in wasting anything, so he would specifically buy quails to put at the bottom of Avery's to eat the seed that got dropped by the other birds. <laughs> and uh, have you ever seen baby quails? No. They are so fucking cute. They're so tiny. Even like their little eggs, it's like, so tiny. Now Googling baby quails. They are very small. They're so fucking cute. Oh, my God. What does a full quail look like? A, bit, a bigger version of that. They don't <laughs> look that, that different. much bigger. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Anyway, that was an aside about birds that no one needed to hear, but here we are. I'm sure someone's listening right now like, yes, more birds. Yes, quail content. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) The quail podcast I've been searching for. (laughs) Uh, I also like that the picture of Eric I sent to you, he's just eating a peanut. Yeah, that was his good job peanut. (laughs) Yeah, good job saving lives. It's been a while. Let's talk about poop. Oh. Oh, you found a poop story. We were talking about this on Friday that we hadn't done a poop story in a while. So this is, this is great. one of the few things I do remember. <laughs> Quote. I got quite drunk that night as well, by the way. I'm over the moon. It ended well. Now I can go back to doing what I do best, teaching visitors about the fascinating world of animal poo. Imagine that being a job. <laughs> These are the words of uh, Karen Koch, I think her name is, on her thoughts after winning the legal battle with her local council to keep the sign outside of her, dare I say, poo museum. Oh my god. Called the, and I didn't make this one up, Pooseum. It is located in Richmond, just north of Hobart in Tasmania. Pooseum? Pooseum. <sighs> you right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, continue. I have to get a picture for you, hang on. Oh my god, okay. The Pooseum. It found itself up Shit Creek in 2019 when its glorious oh sign featuring a penguin bent over and shitting with the force of a fireman's hose was removed by the classic party poopers, the local council, claiming the Pooseum had not obtained the required permit. I've just sent you a picture so you can see the... Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's a pretty graphic sign, actually. <laughs> we have to post this. Or just, like, go look at the article, I'm assuming, because Jesus Christ, that penguin is... <laughs> He's shitting. It's 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 shitting oh with boy, some force. I will shitting. tell you that. <laughs> like it is, it is flying out. Of- <laughs> That's why I wanted to go last. <laughs> Sorry, it's just I keep saying. Got another which we soon as well. Okay, so like if, if you've been listening for a while, if you remember the video of that woman who was shitting behind a dumpster and it was just like flying out of her, it is the same thing, but a penguin. That was my thought exactly when I saw it. <laughs> The council then crept on the retrospective application for the sign, claiming oh it was God. not compatible with the road's historic streetscape. Realizing what a load of bullshit this whole process was, the application was approved in a meeting, eight votes to four. So, people like the poop sign. I mean, I can see why. <laughs> the sign is already back in place, opposite the bronze statue of a puppy shitting that the council apparently had no issue with. Here is that statue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. What makes that so funny is the look I on the know. dog's face. They <laughs> <laughs> paid someone. To, someone got paid. Someone got paid money to sculpt this picture of a dog shitting. <laughs> you, you need 
need you need to see it. You need to see it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's face. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> it looks content, but also concerned. Um. Yes. <laughs> I think they really have captured though what dogs do actually look like when they're shitting. And it's that look entirely. <laughs> this is satisfying, yet I'm confused. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Right. I don't know if I can talk. Continue. <sighs> Currents Council Alderman and Poozium supporter Luke Edmonds said the decision was a vote for common sense. Quote, you've got a business owner who's running a tourism business that's been decimated by COVID who can finally at least not worry about the council not hounding them. The poop sign had also received 1,600 signatures in support of its return to its throne. <laughs> that fucking dog. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of it. I think the, they don't... I, I, from what I said, the issue wasn't that the peg would shit in like that. It was, it was the, that there was no permit. There was no permit for it. Like, it doesn't even like make up that much space. <sighs> but I'm also kind of yeah, like, no. how do you have a whole museum dedicated to edible shit? And how did you decide you were going to open it? <laughs> Yeah, I do wonder, like, how that um, became a thing in the first place. I'm confused. But also worth it for the two images I'm seeing alone. <laughs> the um, That logo, <laughs> by the way, of the penguin and the Poozium thing down the bottom. Mm-hmm. The, the lady who, either, I guess, owns the place, she's got a um, uniform with that on it. <laughs> so, like, like a, like, like a fleece sweater and oh someone's, God. like, stitched that penguin in with, like, a trail sticking oh, out of God. it. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I hope I hope if you're listening to this, you go and have a look and you're enjoying it as much as we are, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> and if you're in Tasmania, or a state that's allowed to travel there, maybe go and check out the Poozium. It's just north of Hobart. Absolutely. And tell us what it's like. I don't even think... I mean, I, I would go in, but I'm just saying I wouldn't even need to. Just that outside that alone would be worth it for me. I wonder if I could go to that website and see what it's like on the inside. A quirky science museum <laughs> dedicated to all things poo. One of its kind in Australia. It's got 4.5 stars on Google. Well, I imagine that based off the two images I have, it, it looks like a good time. <laughs> what do reviews say? Small, informative museum with helpful staff. $16 for entry. Don't forget to check in the toilet. There's something to learn there too. Um, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Quirky sculptures, interactive displays, a small gift shop, and a great... Topical book selection. Wait, they also have books about poo? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait, how did you find this story? It was on ABC News. Like, just conveniently after we talked about it on Friday? I looked up, like, offbeat or, like, weird news and it just came up. <laughs> okay. It was just there. But, I mean, it only happened on back in July, so. Okay, this is recent. It's okay. Recent. Can't believe we still, missed it at the time. Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely the right one to end on, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. The worst thing is I'm obviously going to, like, come back to Discord later and have forgotten <laughs> and relive this all over again. <laughs> well, if you've been to Puseum, you can tell us via email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fmedeadpodcast. Visit our website, fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, share us around, you know, it really helps. And as always, if you'd like to donate to the show for whatever reason, you can do so over at coffee.com forward slash fmedeadpodcast. Yes. <laughs> um, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for listening again this week. We'll be back at the same time next week. 
Ta-ta and farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>